welcome back. We're doing something a little different today. A little, a little lighthearted, if you will. Well, it's not a little different because we're literally just talking shit, but it's in a little bit of a different format. But this is something we're all familiar with. Now we're just purely talking shit versus having yeah. a topic to talk shit about. Yeah, it's not like it was like, here's this topic. Here's what I think. It's like, here's a list of what I hate. So today we're going to do teacher ick. Join us. When I say teacher ick, I mean that in whatever your interpretation was. Icks yeah. in regards to teacher actions that we think are icky because we don't think they're good for students. Icks for things administrators do or say. The one topic I'm particularly excited to discuss is my PD icks, my professional development icks, because I have a lot of them and I wrote them down. So icky all around. All of the icks. <laughs> I guess I should say welcome back to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Fraz. I'm Redacted, and we're quitting and we're talking. Here we go. So what are your what is your icky? Okay. My first ick is that I just called it an icky. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> just to jump right in. <laughs> oh, here's a good teacher ick. Okay. I hate when people lie to students. Oh. So much. I don't mean like lie, like, oh, we have a surprise later. I don't mean like a little white lie to get them to do something. I mean like a lie, like a lie, lie, lie. Yeah. I have that one on my list, actually. Do you want to elaborate on your lie before I get excited and start talking? Oh, so I have a specific lie that I'm thinking of that gave me this ick. So we had this one student, her vibe was off. Like she was just bringing a vibe to the classroom that was making it not ideal. But you could tell it was coming from a place of like frustration if that makes sense because she would always be really caught off guard when I was like yeah you can do that and I would like be nice so I was in a meeting that I did not call for but I had gone to admin to like make them aware of some of the issues I was having with her I wasn't like I need help but I was like just so you know she's kind of being a little funny like I called home here's what's going on just to like keep everybody in the loop so they invited me to this meeting because another one of her teachers was like I want to have a meeting about her behavior mm-hmm. so they're like Miss Redacted could should come because she's been having the same issues and so we're there which I also I don't love addressing a kid's behavior as like a group setting where the kid and her parent wasn't there or anything like it was Mm. just to start not a good dynamic so in my opinion what we should have done all the teachers and the admin are sitting there we should have just gone to her classroom and been like hey we need to speak with you can you come with us instead what the admin did is they radioed one of the security guards and said can you go get student from this classroom tell her a basketball recruiter is here to see her because she was a very talented basketball player. And I was like, that is disgusting to make a child think that they're about to go into a cool opportunity and then they get sat in a meeting where they get told by four teachers that they're causing problems. And I said it when it happened. I was like, why would you lie like that? I was like, and I, this girl had like, a history of like, like she wanted a power struggle. Like she, you could tell her behavior was coming from a place of feeling powerless. So I'm like, us lying to her is just like setting this up all wrong because there had been a couple times that I'd kind of like broken through to her and she had been like kind of like a little more vulnerable with me. And I was like, this is literally like one of her biggest triggers is adults having power over her. So like, why would you trigger someone in a meeting to talk about them getting triggered in a different environment is causing, it was... I just hate that so much. And I've seen other teachers, I've seen teachers, that was an admin, but I've seen teachers lie to kids like that and like, oh, I just don't like it. That's like major, major not okay. The, the lie that I was thinking of that really bothers me is, and this is so widespread, so just, I don't hate you, whatever. <laughs> I do. But... <laughs> 
Like, there's on the roof, on the ceilings, there's always, like, a CO2 monitor. Mm -hmm. And I hate when they say that that's a camera. Like, specifically, if it's a Santa cam, that Santa can see you through the camera. Or, like, that's a camera and the principal's watching or your parents are watching. I hate that shit so much. It just... And I will immediately, in front of whoever said it, tell my kids, no, it's not. I have no patience for it. It bothers me so... I think because, like, I spend so much fucking time and energy trying to work on my class community. Like, I'm not good at everything in teaching. Like, my instructional design is kind of bogus. Like, I'm not, I'm not the best at, like, a lot of shit. But my relationships have always been on point. My class community has always been really fucking strong. And, like, for you to come into my room and try to place, like, distrust or surveillance or policing on my kids when I do so much work to dismantle that in our group like fuck you like that's so horrid to me so that's like my biggest ick well anything where they like disrupt that kind of flow in my room really bothers me I had a teacher do that when I was in like sixth grade she lied and told us there was a camera I don't think there was I feel like all of my icks are kind of along that same line though I just can't stand when people do stuff that's so it's like lazy and I know it's a lot easier to try to like force compliance but like it it bothers me because it's so damaging and it also fucks it up for the next year's teacher, right? So like Mm -hmm. if you traumatize a kid or give them a really bad experience in school or what have you, like they're going to carry that and likely their parents or their caregivers are going to carry that into the next year. And then the next year teacher is going to have to undo that to build that relationship and that safety. And it's like, God forbid they have two teachers in a, a row who do that kind of shit. Like it seems so small, but I honestly think it snowballs and builds up. I'm glad you said it feels small because I was about to say like, I think the source of my teacher ex come from teachers like belittling kids or like having power over kids because when you said it's so small like the way I view it is like when you are young everything is a bigger deal to you like when you're young two months feels like a crazy long time because you haven't been alive that long so like things that to us are NVD to them they're a big deal like it's not a little thing like I know like to me as an adult the color of pen that I use to fill out a form is like no big deal I don't care but as a kid like you have no autonomy and no agency so I think like things that to us don't seem like a big deal to them they really are and I think it's like really sad that a lot of adults in education don't view it that way and they're kind of like oh they'll get over it they'll be fine like we can just kind of screw them over we can lie to them whatever when like it really is like all these little things build up their whole life and the way that they view themselves and the way that they view school and the way that they view education and like having one elementary teacher that wasn't good can really impact a kid like for the rest of their educational experience no pressure (laughs) I know but like I think that people who care for the most part like I've totally messed up in my classroom I have totally like gotten like too frustrated or whatever but I always apologize and like modeling that is so important I think because like as humans you spend 180 days together for like what six hours a day in elementary school settings like there's going to be moments that aren't great but like being able to be the adult in the room and model what it looks like to be like that was really not cool of me I'm gonna go take a few deep breaths and we'll Mm -hmm. we'll try this again like that goes a really long way because I don't think a lot of kids are used to seeing 
adults in positions of power apologize. Even just being like, oh, I spelled something wrong. Or like, I don't know. Let's look that up. I don't know the answer. Instead of like bullshitting them. Like stuff like that, I think also can go a long way. Because we're not going to be perfect. It seems like a lot of pressure because it is, but it's also not insurmountable to the point where we can't yeah no you know what I mean like it's it's really important but it's also really doable just like treat them like they're actual humans yeah like I always like the frame of mind I would always put myself in is like because obviously you do have power over your students and that is a power dynamic and I think it's different because I taught older kids but I try and think of it kind of like a boss employee relationship and I'm like if my boss did this to me would I be upset Like, how would that make me feel? And if that feeling is, like, uncomfortable or demeaned or belittled in any way, it's just not something that needs to happen. And I thought of another lie that teachers tell do to children that pissed me the fuck off. Tell us all. That is an epidemic in secondary education when people lie about something being worth for a grade or something being counted as a test or something like that. And it's, like, a multi-tiered reason why I hate it. Number one, I don't think it's healthy to lie. I don't think it builds good community like what we were just talking about. But number two, it takes away their ability to be organized and to do well. Because as like high school students, they need to be getting prepared to be able to take care of themselves in an academic environment. So if you're not being transparent about what grades are what, how the grading works, what is worth what, you're like robbing them of the chance to have agency over their education. Because once they realize like, oh, you said this was going to be worth a test and I tried really hard and then it was just a classwork grade. And I'm not talking about like, we all know things change. You have to be responsive. If they all did really bad, maybe we count it as something less. I'm talking about how I have seen so many teachers in the moment, they know that thing is not being graded and have lied and said that's going to be worth a test. And to me, it just like takes away the importance of any words because then a couple weeks later, a couple years later when they have a different teacher and someone says this is going to be a test, they're not going to take it seriously because they're used to being lied to. And this is like a little bit deep, but especially for older kids, I think it normalizes them getting manipulated by employers and by education institutions. I think if you are used to teachers lying to you and saying, yeah, I'm going to do this to you. This grade is going to be worth this when it's not true. Then later when you get hired for a job and you get paid less than you were supposed to, you're not going to think of that as weird. And I think it just like really normalizes something very, very, very unhealthy. And I've seen so many people use it as like a classroom management strategy. And if your classroom management strategy is to lie about what assignments are counted for what, like let's get back to the drawing board because that's not... It's just fucking them over later. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. The amount of kids I've taught where I would say, yes, this is worth a grade. I'm going to put it in the grade book. And it took them three or four times to realize I was serious because they were so used to teachers lying to them. And they'll literally be like, they always say that. And then they'll like not do it. And then I would take them failing multiple assignments and me being like, yep, I told you it was going in the grade book. There it is. For them to realize like, oh, when you say that, you're actually being serious. And it just does them such a disservice. Yeah, that's a learning curve that they shouldn't even have had to be on. And it would always happen with, I. they had to take these little tests from the district that like we were required to give them, but the district didn't tell us how to grade them or what to do with them. So I would always count them as a test grade because I was like, if you already have to take this one test, why would I give you a second one that I made? So I would just count it as a test. And because the kids and like the teachers were held accountable for that data, for that data in that district, like I would have meetings about how they did on those assessments. So teachers would always lie to them and say, it's going to count as a test. It's going to count as a test, but then never actually put it in. And I was like, no, I'm going to put it in. 
And literally because the first one, we'd already gone through the same battle with classwork where I was like, I do not lie to you. Those of you who already have three zeros, it is because you thought I was lying when I was not. I am not lying. And then still every time some of them are like, oh, we always all fail the first one and they end up not counting it. And I'm like, no, the 14 of 20 of you, I put in an F. So no, I'm I'm so for real. Like yeah, no, You like, actually I'm, have to do this. Like I'm not lying. Like it's not a haha funny. Like it's like for reals for reals. I, I don't know. know. I think like giving kids clear expectations is like quite literally the bare minimum. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, so if we're not even doing that, what the fuck are we doing here? So I'm so glad that wait, you have it's your turn. Go ahead. Well, we kind of have just both been talking about what we both brought up. But anyway, so I was going to say, let's talk about professional development icks. Okay. Because I have a lot of feelings about professional development. Many districts don't have social studies professional development. So they just put social studies with English language arts teachers. And that's my biggest PD ick because one, you should prioritize social studies education. But two, I think teaching social studies and teaching English are so different. If I had to pair social studies with something, I think science makes more sense because they're both like more hands-on variety of topics Mm -hmm. as opposed to like reading and writing. Like I, the amount of PDs I have sat in about how to teach children how to write an essay, like we ain't doing that. We're not. And that's like not a good use of your time. And that's really frustrating. I think it's like a very, like I, I think a lot of what I'm about to say about PD is really dramatic, but I in a way, don't think I am being dramatic. I think it's so disrespectful to your teachers to make them be there for something that you know is not going to bring value to their classroom when it would literally cost zero dollars to just be fucking honest and be like, unfortunately, we don't have social studies resources for professional development. You can either pick a subject you'd like to attend or find your own online and just send us what you did. Because there's so much free good professional development online. Like I think to have people sit in stuff that's not relevant is just such a waste of time, money, and energy. And that's like one of the chief complaints that I've heard teachers say. Like that is frustrating to the point that it could literally make a teacher quit if it happens over and over again. Because it feels that disrespectful. And I think it's also like I used to be really anti-professional development in teaching because everything I'd ever been to was like that. It was not relevant. It was not helpful. It was not useful. And it wasn't until I found like an office of my district that hosted PDs specifically for U.S. history teachers. It was like not the office of curriculum. It was like through the people that were in charge of like test data. So the reason they had it is because U.S. history has a standardized test in that state. So like I kind of found it in a weird roundabout way. But once I started going to their PDs, I was like, wow, professional development is actually so fucking helpful and so amazing when it's done right. Like as soon as I saw like model lessons and model activities with content I was actually teaching, it was so amazing. And I think that a lot of teachers never actually get that opportunity, which is crazy. We know as teachers that we have to be lifelong learners and we have to continually be learning and improving our practice. And if we're not given that opportunity, like it's not going to fucking happen. The secretary of education was talking about that at the conference that I was at and it like that like that has to be a priority that you can't be asked to go find your own shit and you can't be asked to do shit outside of school time. It's like the fuck it's like target optical. 
You know how Target Optical was like, go home and do your training? Nah, that's not okay. No, it's not. Anyways, go ahead. Tell us more PDX. Oh, so my number one PDX, like this is my soapbox. This is my number one PDX. I was going to include group games and activities, but I realized I think I'm the only one that hates that. So I'm just going to leave that one out. No, I kind of hate icebreakers a lot. Yeah. But my biggest teacher PDX that I hope we're all aligned on is asking teachers to either sing or dance in front of the group. Get into groups, make a song, write this thing, like any aspect of performing, like this is so dramatic and I don't care. I think it is so fucking disrespectful and demeaning to ask educated professionals to stand up on stage and dance like little dolls that you fucking, like, what is this? Like, we're not at Disney World. We're not in a matinee. Like, I'm a fucking teacher. I went to school. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not dancing for you. And I got in trouble for this one time, but I would do it again. They told us we had to do a little dance thing. And I said, I only get up on stage and dance and someone's throwing singles. And I have a feeling that's not in your budget. (laughs) Like if you as a PD facilitator are listening to this and you're like, oh, I should have them do a dance or a song. I want you to look in the mirror and ask if you should even gather them there to that day. Because if that's the only thing of value you have to bring, it's not worth the drive. I don't even, like when I have stuff like that in my classroom, I always have an alternative. Like there, if there's any aspect of something that's a little very extroverted, I'm always gonna have another thing that you can do. Because that's not realistic to expect that 100% of your class is going to be comfortable doing that. I certainly have never had a class where it's 100% of the kids would be down to do something super crazy and silly. And it's not even just the extrovertedness of it. Because like if it was like, oh, get on stage and do a speech, something that does make a lot of people uncomfortable, I don't think that's unprofessional. But I, I don't know. To me, the singing and dancing is just such an unprofessional ask. Like, I think it's it's just such a weird, unprofessional thing to ask someone to do. But, like, I would get down with Reader's Theater because that's relevant. It's content, you know? Yeah. For some kids, it's cool because Reader's Theater is, like, revolutionary. I have kids that literally were assessing super low and you thought that, like, they needed a lot of intervention. Then you put them in Reader's Theater and they're like... They just needed a What the hell? Yeah. With kids, I think there should be an alternative to extroverted activities. With adults, I don't think that's required, but I'm still against the singing and dancing. I get it. it what it reminds me of is role-playing, which I know that role-playing is a very, very valuable teacher education tool, and I totally respect that. However, multiple times, if I'm in a situation where I'm around people I'm uncomfortable around, or I'm in a new school, and I'm asked to role-play, I have actually had to leave the room and cry multiple times because I get so so worked up about it and so self-conscious and people will be like I thought you were a theater major and I'm like I I quit because I started having panic attacks on stage like I started having panic attacks when I had to perform in front of people at auditions like I actually can't do this like it makes me so uncomfortable and then if I like half-ass it the the facilitator is always like no like really do it how you would do it with the kids I I hate when they're like but really do it I'm like I'm fighting for my life I and it's like I'm so red I'm like I just want you to know like the inside of my mouth is bleeding from me biting it (laughs) so don't ask me to do better I am uncomfortable (laughs) even talking about it I can tell like that's how much of an ick it is for me and I'm always so torn because I'll like leave the room and be like oh okay, you need to like do this because this is a valuable thing and you're gonna wish that you had tried when you're when you have kids in the room and you need to do small groups all by yourself. 
Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's so bad for me. I only am okay with doing role playing when I get to play the kid. I like it then, but I don't like doing the role playing when I have to play the teacher. I am always very thankful for my hecklers, you know, the people who like pretend to be an ornery kid because I feel like it breaks the tension a bit. Yeah. And I like, of course, being the kid that gets to shout out and whatever. That's very fun. I feel like that builds a sense of camaraderie, but. <sighs> If it's like a stra- if it's strangers, God forbid. God forbid they randomized us in PD and sent us off into breakout rooms and tried to get us to fucking role I hate, play with. Oh. I hate a randomization. I went to a PD about classroom management one time. This is actually probably my biggest accomplishment in my career. I went to a PD about classroom management and we were doing role playing and they picked me to be the kid. And then I did such a good job that the presenter had me be the kid for everyone because I was so good at being difficult. And then afterwards, she told me that I was the best role play kid she ever seen. Oh my god. And that was her whole job was just classroom management PDs. That's a high achievement. She said I really had a knack for making people uncomfortable. And I was oh, like, thank you. beautiful. <laughs> Do you have more PD icks? I think that's really my PD icks. Oh, my only other PD... Okay, I have more. I lied. The playing of YouTube videos that are older than seven years. The Oh, a TED Talk? Oh. What's your why? What's your why? The one where it's the lady... I was literally about to say, and she's standing on a stage that's red. That's every TED Talk that's ever been made. Where she talks about how she had like a really rough class and she told them they were the best class and they ended up doing really well. Any of those videos where it's a teacher motivational speaker that's never actually been a teacher where they're like, I was that kid. I was that kid with the behavior problems. Any YouTube video along that line, seen it, done it, we're good. Also, the reading of any poetry, unless we are literally in a PD about teaching kids poetry. If we are not doing it in that context, no. Also, any handouts that don't make good use of their space, because I think it's a really big fuck you to give someone a printed poem, but not give them paper for their classroom. Like, come on. I know. It's like, if you're going to be giving us packets, I better have unlimited copies, which I love an unlimited copy school, but that's a whole other episode, things that we love, but not today. We should do that. We will. Do you have other PDX? No, not really, but I had been thinking about what you said before when you were like, anything you wouldn't want a principal to do to you, don't do it to the kids. I always think of clip charts, and I obviously was going to talk about clip charts because I have been most about clip charts for three solid years on the internet. Anytime somebody sees shit about clip charts, I'm always tagged because I have been incessantly bitching about it because I hate them so much. People will be like, Fraz, but my, my school makes me use it. My school makes me. And I literally, my response is, take it out in the parking lot and light it on fire. Don't use it. Put it in your cabinet. Throw it in the trash. Like, I'm so, and people will be like, well, I actually just use it for like lunch signups or something. And I'm like, don't give them the satisfaction. Don't let them think that you're actually using that. Granted, I know that you, we can't all be losing our jobs, okay? I know some of us have mouths to feed. I fucking get it. But I don't feel rational when I'm talking about this I feel very (laughs) irrational and extreme and I just want to say there is no reason to use a fucking clip chart if you giggle with your friend in PD and your principal says to you Mrs. So-and-so go clip down and you have to walk your ass in front of all your colleagues and clip 
down and walk back to your seat and sit back down. Wait, I, they make the kid do it? Yes, you say go clip down. When I had a clip chart like as a child in kindergarten, the teacher moved us. I Oh, because I lost it when I went from dark green to light green. Or like turning cards. I vividly remember being turned to yellow. And I, it was Ariel, get up and go turn your card. And then she made me sit on my hands because I was fidgeting too much. And she made me sit on my hands. Oh, I literally want to go back in time and, like, grab you and, like, get you out of there. I want to go back in time and be like, flip her off. Tell her to fuck herself. Your mom won't be mad at you. Also, I kind of wish that a principal would make me get up and move my clip because I would literally just slowly walk up to them and clip their earlobe with it. (laughs) And then kiss them on the forehead. Yeah, give them no smooch. I, there is no, there is no good reason to use clip charts or turning cards. It's lazy. Wait, so what qualifies as a clip chart to you? Because for anyone that like isn't a teacher or has never taught elementary, like what does, when I say clip chart, what's the definition of that? So clip charts are like a long taped together, often laminated piece of paper and it has like red yellow, green at minimum, but sometimes there's like, it's a gradient, whatever. But every kid has a clothespin with their name on it or their number on it. At the beginning of the day, all the clips are on green, which is typically like ready to learn or ready to go. And then you can clip up or you can clip down. Like you can clip up if you do something good. Or down. Or you can clip down if you do something bad. And sometimes they use trackers where like they'll tell the parent what color the kid ended the day on and use that as a marker for how their day went. And I've known kids that have gotten physically punished for being on yellow or red at the end of the day. You can do anything to get you on yellow. Getting on yellow is literally like getting a speeding ticket. It happens to anybody. I know. And like just think about if somebody did that to you and it's not different just because a child is a child in a child's life everything is huge because their entire social world is at school so when you say to a kid like oh it's not the end of the world it's not that big of a deal well to them it fucking might be actually so anyways very very aggravating i hate clip charts and i hate turning cards and i'm so sorry if that offends what are some other behavior management strategies you hate because you mentioned so there's the clip chart with the little clippies the cards, I think I've had, I had that in elementary school too, where you, it's like the same concept. Like you would have green, like, yellow, red. you yeah. start with a green and then you like move your green card to the back when you fuck up. And then like, it just gets worse from there. I remember I would get anxiety about other people's cards. I was usually on green, but I remember this one kid, <clears throat> I still remember his name, it was Dustin. He would get on red every day and I would get stressed the fuck out about it because he would just get to red so quick. The thing is, is people do remember that. No, like if he walked into a job interview and I was the hiring manager, I would be thinking about that. I'm not even going to lie. I'm sure he turned out fine. It's very impactful. But um, desk pets, desk pets are a TikTok trend and that's it. I'm so sorry. I don't have the time and I don't have the energy to have my kids eating Wait, them. Wait, what are you? Do you know what that is? I thought a desk pet was just like a little cute guy for yeah. your desk. Yeah, I would never, ever do desk pets. In a million years. what happens? How does that go wrong? I mean, and this is just based on what they do with like prizes or like things from other classes. But like, there is no way that that would go well in my room. And then like to have the hospital for them and like taking them off of them and having them in the shelter and like all the other things I've seen teachers do. Why are we doing like full Neo Club Penguin IRL? 
I know. It's so cute and so fun, but like it just would not be motivating for my students. And I also would be so frustrated trying to manage it. I think there's different like tiers of it. And I fully respect the teachers who do it and like champion it and whatever. Like I'm not hating on you. I just could never do it. You just reminded me of another ick, but we can keep going if you want to do it. No, what's your ick? People who police my students' food. I hate it. They used to take my, I, we talked about this, but like last year, not last year, the year before, because I took a year off. It's so weird. But when they took my kids' chips out of their lunch bag, I was like, absolutely not. It like doesn't ick me out as much as it makes me so pissed. I've never really experienced anything like that. The only thing I've experienced is like the no food in class, but it was always for bug reasons. So I was like, do you want to learn in cockroaches? No. We had cockroaches. We had ants. We had mice. I've never had a classroom that I felt was like buggier than what would be normal for just a space with a exterior door nearby. You know? Our building was so old, we didn't even have an elevator. Wait, how is that legal? Don't they have to put one in? The teachers there said that for like 10 years, they had been saying that they would put one in and they didn't. I mean, it was so inaccessible to the point that my student sprained his ankle and he had to stay home from school because he couldn't crutch up the stairs. So I guess if you are in a wheelchair or whatever, you just have to be on the first floor. I don't know. They would have to put in one of those, I don't know. A pulley system, if you will. And then you have to carry all your shit up and down the stairs for your classroom. All my furniture, all my boxes had to be carried up and down the stairs. Think about that. I I was pregnant as hell. My pelvis falling apart. I would have had one poster. I'd have been like, y'all get a poster and a rug. It was a very sweaty experience. But anyways. Oh, God. I had a student one time, they broke their foot doing a sport at school. And then a couple days later, they were in the elevator and the elevator broke and they got locked in it. Oh, no. It was the fire department had to come let them out. But thankfully, they were only in there. It was less than 30 minutes. Like it really was not that bad. And thankfully, this was like a super chill kid. So they didn't freak out. But he was so funny. He was like, I could sue this cow for so much money. I was like, you really could. Give it a try. Like you broke your foot at school and then got in a locked elevator at the same school within one week. So bad. They were like banging on the, the elevator walls. My they, nightmare. They... They said they didn't know like what all the buttons meant. And they, this was so sweet. Like this is how chill this kid was. They were like, I didn't want to press the button that like calls the fire department because I didn't know if that was necessary. So they didn't want to press any of the alarm buttons. So they were just like banging. And then they texted one of their friends and was like, go tell someone I'm stuck in the elevator. And then the administrator was like, so of that 30 minutes that they were in there, like a solid 15 was their fault. Oh no. I was like, that's the level of social anxiety I have. I'm like, how dare I inconvenience someone by being stuck in this elevator? Oh my God. I have more classroom management okay, for fine. you. What are your thoughts on group rewards? We always do it. Have you seen that viral thing where they had a group punishment of some kind and a kid wrote their teacher that group punishment was outlawed at the Geneva Convention? I do positive only. I don't take points so what away. what do you do when someone does something like not good? Like I do restorative justice stuff. I'm really not built for elementary. Do you do individual rewards too? Yes. I do three different things. So I, well, four different things. So I do tickets, which is school-wide. And then I do individual, which is they have on their desk a stamp pad of up to 100 and I walk around the room with my marker and I 
like make stripes across the number chart and once they hit 100 they can trade it in for a coupon that's like bring a stuffy to school take your shoes off in class tell a joke like a bunch of other stuff they can pick let your from. dogs out yeah and then that's what i would name it now if i was in school and then uh we do table rewards so we do table points for cooperation and then at the end of the week, I have the cooperation cup where the students get like VIP supplies like smelly markers and glitter glue and uh, they get a trophy on their desk. I stole all of this from my student teacher mentor. And then I do whole class rewards, which is marbles up to 100. And then they get to vote on and pick their own reward that they're working for. And it's tied to like different goals or like things. Like we we have circles where we decide what we're working for and what we want and what how we earn it and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then um, I have a mini one on my board that's stars in the jar and they get five stars. They get a dance party. So they do that like three times a day. <laughs> three times a day no, no we get stars for everything i want a star in a jar if uh they get complimented in the hallway i take like a whole fucking handful of marbles and like put it in the jar and stuff like that they love it i love a dramatic show yeah i love a little i drama. love the drama so there's a lot going on in my room like management wise but it's great it's like like if the whole class is being quiet i'll be like that's three marbles go go and we'll do like a quick cheer and then like i just silently walk around with my marker giving kids stripes on their number chart until they like whatever while they're working and table points is all like narration and like oh table three is doing a really great job working together cleaning up that's three points or whatever but it works I love that. so just to get ahead of this one icks are a light hate exactly like i'm not gonna be like my ick is the school to prison pipeline right. like that's bigger than an ick yeah and we have episodes coming up for that so don't you worry like we're gonna get back on the heavy hitting train i just felt this week that if we don't have the capacity to give a fuck about aliens potentially being real we maybe don't have the capacity for all of us to process the very horrible horrors in our world so we just roll, needed a fucking minute we just needed a second what do you mean by potentially being real they are Real. I don't know. I haven't. Oh, yeah, of course they're real. But, you know, the <laughs> Congress was going to admit to it. But we'll, I, I haven't watched it. I don't have time. I, I can't absorb it. So I can't. I don't oh, know what they said. Y'all, y'all who are decrepit and get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to have your little fucking show and game in your fancy old building. I have an actual job, so I don't have time to watch your little videos. Sorry. I've been really, really busy and stressed out. So I just thought we would do little icks because we have many episodes coming out of really horrible things. So you know what? We'll get there. If you're really hungry for that, me too. I want to dismantle it all, but I'm tired. And give us a five-star review and tell us what your lighthearted ick is. Because I'm sure we all have them. Like, yeah. is your lighthearted ick jeans day? Is your lighthearted ick anything I, anything i feel that like i got into some stuff that i'm pretty passionately against but you know they're fun like i don't like flare pens okay i feel you on the flare pen it depends on what i'm doing if i'm writing a lot i don't like a flare pen but i love a flare pen for like quick grading where it's just circling things because i feel like they're they're smooth i use mr sketch for that oh well i learned it from teaching in her 20s maria who we actually had on the pod she posted a video of her work wall and she had written like in highlighter or uh, Mr. Sketch markers across her kids' papers, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. I also love a highlighter 
for yeah. grading as well. Yeah, it's Love nice. a good highlighter. A but mild then also- lighter, mild liner. Have you seen those? Mm-mm. A mild lighter. I forget what it's called. It's like a neutral. It's like a sad beige highlighter. Ugh. It's nice. They make them in nice colors. Sad beige. Not like beige. They're like like pastels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I fun. love a mild liner. I can't remember if it's mild liner or mild lighter, but whatever. I love them. And I've also okay, have been but... known to grade a paper with anything that's laying around. One time my admin got mad at me because I graded a bunch of papers in crayon and then the district came and saw it and said something about it. They need to but I just, loosen up, okay? That's what I that's what I had. I was like, <laughs> they got feedback, did they not? Does it matter if it's in Crayola? God, they got on you about some really specific things, like when you typed up your objective and put it on the wall. Then <laughs> the, looking back, like there was legitimate things I could have improved upon. Like, they're, like the fact that everything they picked was... <laughs> was so stupid <laughs> they weren't paying attention clearly um anyways i just wanted to thank our listenership i don't know if you know this redacted but we broke 95 on the spotify top 100 in the educational chart and we've never done that before oh my god are we like on there like i'll look us up and we're on there i don't know but i saw it on the charts so i want to say thank you for listening to us we love you so much thank you guys for listening we love you so much we'll be back next week to talk about something very serious because the world's on fire so we'll see and you there it's serious so let's talk yeah, about it. We're going to fix the education system. Joe Biden's our guest. I wish. Oh, my God. Okay. He ima- he wouldn't even know he was on the podcast. He would think Bye. he was on C-SPAN. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Poor Joe Biden. Bye. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.